Hi, I'm Casey Sharperson, international speaker, brand strategist, and author of the book, Dream Builder Pete, Harness Fear to Confidently Pursue Your Biggest Dreams. Here on the Dream Builder Pete podcast, you'll find honest conversations on how to build the successful, joy-filled life of your dreams through both strategy and inspiration. We'll talk about faith, business, career, and everything in between. Ultimately, I want you to know that you're not alone, you don't have to have it all figured out, and that your dreams are valid. I believe that you're here for a reason, and I'm so glad you are. Let's go. Oh my goodness, when I tell you I'm so excited to be back, I just can't express (laughs) the amount of joy that I have to be back for another season of the Dream Builder Pete podcast. I have so many incredible updates that you probably have already noticed in even today's episode And I also have some incredible guests this season, and it was so tempting to just start the new season with my guests, but I realized that it was probably necessary to just orient everybody a little bit to what the last year to year and a half of my life has been like. And I think it's important when you create content, when you are somebody who has dreams and goals and visions and things like that. There are times when life gets in the way or when life impacts and affects you and affects your work in interesting ways. So I thought it was important to just orient and give a little insight into what that has been like for me. So as you saw from the topic, the topic is how to deal when life doesn't go as planned. And when I tell you that has a 100% been my life the last year, the last year and a half. So I wanted to be, again, real open. It's a conversation between me and you, my friend. (laughs) And I hope that you'll take away some gems or even some lessons, tidbits, maybe some encouragement about how to deal when things in your life don't go exactly as planned. So I'm recording this in 2021, and we are still in the midst of a global pandemic, which started end of 2019, early 2020. So to give you a little bit of context around what that has looked like for me, the end of 2019, as you all know, I released my very first book, and that was such a fun process to be able to, well, not the the book writing process. If you've heard my previous episodes, you know that was brutal, but (laughs) the process of getting the message out there of Dream Build Repeat, Harness Fear to Confidently Pursue Your Biggest Dreams, it was a ton of fun because I had basically, end of 2019, October, I was traveling. So I spent a week in Ghana, a week in Cape Town, South Africa, and a couple of days in Dubai. So pretty much I got off the plane from Dubai back to my home in Virginia, had my books there, and I was like, oh my gosh, I am officially an author, have the books in hand. And then from there, I went on a book tour. So I was traveling all the time. So basically from November until March, I was traveling and speaking the majority of the weekends, you know, mostly you know, two or three times, you know, a weekend. So I was really busy traveling, doing all that. That was incredible. And I had definitely started to feel a little rundown, but I said, you know what? I have this message. I have this book. I'm so passionate about it. And I wanted to share it with everyone. 
So here we are, you know, entering the beginning of 2020, and I had my quote-unquote 2020 vision of what the year was going to look like. Then we got hit with a global pandemic, and all of my travel stopped. So I went from being booked and busy every single weekend, traveling, speaking, all of that, to being at home. And at first I thought, oh, this is a wonderful blessing. What a gift from God to be able to sit and focus on all the things that I wanted to do, but I was traveling and I was too tired. And so at the first two weeks of the pandemic, I was working nonstop. Like when I say nonstop, like I was getting up burning the candle at both ends, <laughs> working, you know, 12 plus hours a day because there was no end. You know, if I needed to send an email, I just kind of did it right from my couch and I didn't have any good boundaries. So I was about two weeks in and I realized I was more tired from being at home than I was traveling. And I had this conviction, this moment where I thought, oh my goodness, what if God has given me this gift of a sit down of rest and I didn't take advantage. So that's again, two weeks into pandemic. And I thought, man, if I has only lasted two weeks, if that was the only amount of time that I had to sit and focus, like I might have squandered it. So I took that time to say, okay, I'm going to try to dial it back, set some boundaries, work a little less. So that took time and I didn't realize how difficult it was for me to rest until I tried to rest. All right. So I don't know if you have ever been in that situation, but I'm going to do an entirely different episode on what rest looks like and what it means. And I definitely feel like that's going to be more about what I'm teaching in the future. But rest for me was very difficult. I had such a hard time just letting go, releasing, and then even understanding that just because I wasn't doing anything, quote unquote, productive, doesn't mean that I was wasting time. All right. And I think that this is a a moment of clarity for those of you who are type A personalities, borderline, if not definitely workaholics. There has to be a moment several moments truly where you can sit, rest, relax. Every single moment doesn't have to be accounted for. Every single moment doesn't have to be productive. So that was one of my biggest lessons, but so I'm learning how to navigate through rest, right? So I am trying to figure out how to rest. It honestly takes about a month for me to get to that point where I wasn't rushing to do a lot of other things. And you'll even hear me reference this in one of my later interviews where I talked about slow living a little bit. So anywho, that's, you know, March into April, I'm learning how to rest into May, learning how to rest and just receive. Right. And I felt so, I felt so passionate about the fact that I really felt like God wanted me to rest. Right. And I am so grateful, so grateful that I ended up doing that because came like once June came, I knew that my mom was going to have some back surgery and I didn't really know what that was going to be because her surgery was initially scheduled for March. But with the pandemic, I, you know, everything was postponed. But even when it was scheduled in March, I only really had two days where I could go and see her in between all of my trips. Like when I tell you I was jam packed, I was packed. (laughs) So I had planned even when she was supposed to have her surgery in March to like swing by for two days, say hello, get on the next plane. And I think I was planning on going to Washington, like, you know, two days after that. 
So anywho, her surgery was moved to June and, you know, my parents didn't tell me to come down, but I said, you know what, I've been quarantining. Literally the only place I had been at that point from March to June was the grocery store. And it had definitely gotten to a point where I think I was just going to the grocery store to see people. It had got, you know, it had gotten pretty bad, right? <laughs> so anywho, I had quarantined because I wasn't sure when her surgery was going to be. June, I said, all right, I'm going to pack one suitcase, head on down. I'll just work from my parents' house. It'll be all good. I'll be there for about a month. Then I'll be back at my apartment. I promise you I'm going somewhere, okay? I have not forgotten that the title of today's episode is How to Deal When Life Doesn't Go As Planned. So we get to June, we get to the surgery, and back surgery is way more intense than I ever anticipated, y'all. I mean, (laughs) so it turned out for me those three months that I was at home by myself, the only person that I was responsible for was me. If I wanted to have popcorn for dinner, that's what I had for dinner. Don't judge me. I definitely did it. Okay. So I have my favorite popcorn brands and that's just what it was. All right. I was doing like frozen pizza and I was trying to learn how to cook and like do some things that I felt like I never had time to do before. So that was kind of how I was spending my time. Fast forward. It's now June. I'm at my parents' house in South Carolina And I slowly realized that this is going to be a way longer recovery period than I even anticipated. So I now was thrust kind of into this full-time caregiver role where I was working full-time in every aspect, right? So I'm still working, you know, significant hours, but also making sure that breakfast, lunch, and dinner are made, that snacks are prepared, that medicine is administered, that exercise is happening. So it's a lot. Basically, I had like three jobs. So I'm doing that and I'm realizing that I'm so grateful for those first three months where I just had to rest. And this is I want you to, as you listen to this, think about the importance of the season that you're in even right now. So had I not taken a break and rested in those first three months, I most certainly would not have had the energy, the perspective, or anything to really now be put into a very different position where I don't have the ability to sit and to rest like I used to, right? So every single season is important. And whether that season is a week or a month or three months or a year, there's so much value. There is so much value in loving, enjoying, and maximizing the season that you're in. I think too many of us are rushing to get to the next phase, rushing to get to the next thing that you don't realize the value of what you're experiencing even in that moment. So now I'm kind of in this June time period realizing that this is going to be a lot longer than I anticipated, but I finally kind of we get to about... June, July, about August timeframe. And I finally, I got to this point where I said, okay, mom, like you're back, you're up and running, you're moving. Running is not literal, but she was up moving, doing the things more or less that she could do before. So she was healing really well. And that was a miracle in itself. We're not going to do the full testimony. I'll probably have my mom as a, as a guest where we can kind of talk through what this process has been like for her. But anywho, I was ready to go back to my life as an independent woman living my best life in my cute high-rise apartment in Northern Virginia right outside of D.C. Like, I was just so ready for that, right? And I had planned on going back a certain weekend, and I had told my parents, everybody knew I'm on my way out, 
And my good friend, who's the mother of my godson, called me. And she goes, oh, Casey, could you stay just one more weekend? I know that you said you were leaving. I know that you said that you were leaving, but could you just stay for one more weekend? Your godson is having his birthday party, and I would love for you to be there. And I mean, honestly, who can turn down my godson? If y'all have seen me with him, I post about him on my Instagram stories occasionally, and I call him Little One, and he's so cute, right? So Little One was turning two, and I said, all right, you know, it, it's it's going to happen. I'll stay one more week just for you. Now, my mom was in a ton of pain when she had that before she had the back surgery. So she was on all this pain medication. And now that she was off of her pain medication, she was now, you know, super sensitive to things, you know, being off or even on in her body. Right. And so what I didn't realize is that, um, a couple of days before the party that she had, there was some sort of pain. And so she went to the doctor and, you know, did that. And she's like, it's fine. It's fine. I was like, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. So she ended up, um, getting the results that next Monday. So my godson's birthday was on Saturday and she's like, oh yeah, I'm going to go get the results for my test on Monday. And I'm like, oh, you know, I could ride with you. I have a light day, whatever. Well, you know, we'll go up to the town where you get your treat, you know, not get treatments, but like go to the doctor and things and we'll have a nice lunch, whatever. So we went, she actually had a mammogram, um, the, a few days before. So we go to get the results from the mammogram. I'm just like, honestly, I'm there for moral support. Nothing's going to pop off. Like it's fine. So I was pretty chill about, about the whole thing. And, uh, they take us back into this small, dark room, no windows, two couches. And the nurse comes in and she's pretty pleasant. And I'm like, oh gosh, why do they give results in these small dark rooms, right? I'm like, this is terrible, but whatever, <laughs> on our way out, right? So uh, my mom was sitting next to me on the couch, and uh, my dad had stepped out to, to take a call. And uh, the doctor comes in, and he's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Very chipper. And we all have on our masks because, you know, it's coronavirus. And I'm like trying to look at their eyes because I'm like, is this what it's normally like to get results from a mammogram? Like, I don't really know. So uh, I'm like trying to get some signs, right? And I'm peeking over at their paperwork. And I guess there was something in my soul that was like, girl, look for all the signs, right? So I, you know, I'm looking, trying to figure out their chit chatty. And I'm just like, I don't know why this feels like something is off. I just, I can't quite figure it out, but I'm listening and, you know, trying to be pleasant with him and it is what it is, right? So uh, the doctor then begins to share with us and he's like, yes, so, you know, it's great that you came in. Um, And honestly, what what I was anticipating was that they would be like, oh, there's a a cyst or something, right? You just like remove the cyst or like whatever, not a big deal. So that's what I'm anticipating. And the doctor says, yes, so, you know, great that you came in. It's always so important to do your self-checks and your mammograms. And he said, yes, so we did the mammogram and we found that there was a mass there. And I was like, oh, crap, right? And he's like, yes, in the mass is a cancer. And I said, it, I, it, it was crazy because even as I'm reflecting on the moment, I just remember being so numb. Like, I just was kind of in shock. Just... I, I don't know, I was so confused by the whole thing because I'm like, how is this even happening? We just walked through back surgery three months ago. How is this even? And her back surgery has like a six month recovery time. So he says it's a cancer and we're like, what? <laughs> so of course, 
all of the air is just sucked out of the room and my mom starts crying and I'm consoling her and I'm trying to like get all of the information because you never know how you're going to react with that type of news. And, um, so that's, that's where we were. Right. And then all of a sudden there was all of this flurry of information and conversation. And, uh, the next couple of days we ended up getting in to see several doctors and long story short here, uh, she was diagnosed with either stage two or stage three. People are kind of on the fence about what stage, but stage two or three of triple negative breast cancer. And I could do an entirely different episode about that entire view or that entire experience for me as a caregiver. But so we found out that she had triple negative breast cancer and I was in shock and in awe of like, how is this happening? What's going on? This is most certainly not how I planned my life. And oh crap, I'm supposed to be going back to Virginia to live my best life. And now we have this diagnosis, right? And we weren't really sure what the process was going to look like at all. So as we go further and further down this journey, we find out that it's going to be 16 rounds of chemo, which turns out to be about five months of chemo almost every week. Uh, So the first ones were every other week. So she did four every other week and then 16 weeks back to back. So every single Monday we did chemo. And after chemo, there was going to be surgery and another surgery. And even now as I'm recording this, we haven't even done the second um, surgery for that yet. So I'm still most certainly in the throes of what this diagnosis has been for my family. So I thought it was important, one, to kind of talk through the fact that life is hard (laughs) and there are times where you don't understand what's going on. You don't understand why, right? Because my initial thoughts were, how could we be going through this because she's just gone through so much, right? Like, and there are times and I was even having a conversation with someone today and she said, you know, it's just one thing after another. And I had to correct her because even for me, it seems like that, right? Like it seems like one thing after another, but it is so incredibly important that as you're going through hard times, that you have a focus, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, right? And there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. And even as your life isn't going as planned, whether it's your health, whether it's your overall wellness, your family, your relationships, maybe you thought that you were going to be married and you aren't, um, or you thought you were going to be married forever and you aren't anymore. Like there are so many things where life just isn't fair. It doesn't appear to be fair. It doesn't appear to be moving in a positive direction, but there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. So even as this season has been crazy and it has been hard for me, not only as a daughter, but as a caregiver. And again, I'll, I'll probably do a separate episode about some things that I learned throughout this journey and throughout this process, but I can think of countless times where even for me as a person of faith, I can see how God had such a hand in everything, right? And so number one, the ability for me to work from home, right? So basically I picked up and moved my life. I ended up after I had not been back to my apartment in basically six months, I packed it all up, put everything in storage, officially moved to South Carolina. 
that would never have happened if I was traveling as much as I was doing before. I was traveling 75% of the time, right? So the fact that I was able to be here, be with my mom and be with my dad and just be here to support my family is such a blessing. Number two, that I had the type of job where I could be home, right? Like that was such a blessing for this particular phase of life. The ability to stay healthy from even coronavirus, right? So my parents didn't have it. I didn't have it mostly because we were always together in the house, but um, even all the times that, that we went to chemo treatments and all of those things, right? And I can think of so many people, friends, family who rallied around us. And I could go through, although there were moments where it was hard and like, gosh, I can list all the things that are going wrong. I could list double, triple all of the things that went right throughout this season. The fact that every single doctor's appointment that we went to, people were shocked by her progress from her back surgery to her chemo. Every single time people were saying, wow, people don't usually recover this fast or wow, you're handling this treatment really well or wow, people usually are really dragged down at this point because my mom had such strong chemo. Like it was, it was intense. Her body was being pumped with crazy amounts of poison uh, to kill, you know, to kill the, the things, but also typically kills good stuff, right? So anywho, I say all that to say that even as things are not going as planned in your life, I want you to take a moment and to reflect on the blessings, on the things that went right, on the things that were helpful for you in that season. So this was a brief view into what my life has looked like from basically January of 2022. May of 2021. It's been wild. It's been crazy and life is hard, but there is light on the end of this, right? There is light. No matter what the outcome is, there is always a learning, a lesson, growth. There's all sorts of things that happen in the middle. And I most certainly feel like I'm in the middle right now. And so I can't really tell you all of the things of like, here are the things that I learned because I'm walking through it now, but I can reflect on the beginning and say that I am so grateful to have had the ability to experience these things in this way. So no, I wouldn't have wanted to experience them at all, but I see the blessing that is right now. And so I hope that even as you, if you are in the middle right now, that you embrace the middle, that you have those hard conversations with yourself, with those around you, with God, of trying to grapple with the truth of what is happening or the truth of of the thing, of that dream that is hard right now, but know that there is something on the other side. And I talk a lot about this concept in my book, Dream Build Repeat, So if you haven't yet checked it out, I definitely encourage you to do that because in that I I talked about really the death of a dream and what 2020 has been for a lot of people was the death of a dream, right? The death of the dream of a wedding as you saw it, of being able to see people like you used to and having to grieve alone and all sorts of things. And so if life is hard, it's okay and just trust that there is hope on the other side. 
So I hope that, that you embrace that and that this was helpful for you and hopefully it gave a little bit of insight, you know, for those times where I fell off the face of the internet or, you know, paused uploading because I need to focus on, you know, things that are going on at home and with my family and business and all of that. Um, I just pray that you give, that you give people grace in this season and that you also give yourself grace in this season. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Did you know that all the resources mentioned today can be found in the show notes on caseysharperson.com slash podcast. That's a great place for you to connect with me and the incredible guests that you get to meet on the show. Then make sure that you subscribe anywhere that you're listening to this podcast. That way you'll never miss an episode. If you happen to have iTunes, could you do me a quick favor and leave a review? It'll take just 30 seconds and it would mean so much to me. I also want to invite you to share this episode with anyone, and I do mean anyone, who needs a little encouragement, motivation, or clarity as they pursue their big dreams. You never know how that simple act can change someone's day. These are just two quick and easy ways to get this message out to more and more people around the world. Until next time, make sure to go after your dreams. I believe in you and the world needs your brilliance.